By definition, an antenna is a metal whip designed to receive and transmit radio signals within a given area. It's BS in the Morning on KSLQ and Westplex 1071. Westplex 1071. You're listening to BS.show. I am Brad, he is Shelly, and together we make BS. BS.show is really hmm, a show about nothing, actually. Yeah, it is. It's it's a random stream of consciousness of Brad, Hildebrand, and Shelly Barr. What? I know. Brad will be along shortly after he quits playing with his buttons. What? <laughs> Shaking my head, brother. What? Anyway, today is Thursday. What? So happy it's Thursday. What? And... If he's going to continue to play with the button, I'm just actually not going to say one word. Will you say two words? <laughs> come on. Maybe. Can't, come on, it's, it's Christmas Eve. Can't we have some fun? Absolutely. Yeah, Christmas Eve. Tomorrow's Christmas, right? And the Grinch shows up this afternoon in the form of weather. <laughs> Seriously, <sighs> that is no lie. Well, you know what? Here we go again. You know what, I, I'm, I'm going to go out on a limb. I'm going to say they're going to blow the forecast, and this afternoon it's going to be 55 and sunny. <laughs> what do you think? <laughs> Wouldn't be the first time. Oh, uh, let me take a look here. Uh, let me take a look here. Uh, you know, it's really funny. We sit there as Missourians. We've lived here for years. Yeah. All roads lead back to the loo. Yep. And we know what's coming during you know, January through, through a December. We know when it's coming, and yet we're still here, and we still complain about it. Yeah, but but see, normally we don't get this till like remember after the first of the year. Typically, we don't get these like like for example, the forecast says right now it's thirty five. We're going to gain three degrees, and then it's going to go down to minus two. So within a twenty four, actually not even a twenty four hour period because it's six o'clock right now. So within eighteen hours. It's going to go up three more degrees and then down and then down 40 degrees because it's going to hit 38 for the high and it's going to go down to minus two. And then tomorrow, the range is going to be from minus three is going to be the low. The high is going to be seven. And then on Saturday, Christmas Eve, four degrees for the low, 18 for the high. And then on Sunday, Christmas Day, six degrees for the low, 22 for the high. Man, I'm telling you. And and then and then of course a week from today it's going to be fifty five. <laughs> That's what's interesting about the whole thing. Next Thursday, which would be what the twenty eighth, twenty ninth, twenty ninth. Yeah, next Thursday is twenty ninth. It's going to be fifty five. Is that crazy or what? A week. Totally cray cray. Okay. What? But that's what happens all the time. Okay. Every year, it has my entire life, and yet we still stand here, and we still we still live here. We still deal with the weather, and we still complain about it like it's going to change, and it's never going to change. Yeah, it's like it's like complaining about crime in the city. It's never going to change, right? It's always going to be there. It just gets worse. More people get carjacked. More people get shot. You know, I mean, there's stuff going on. I, You know, I read this stuff, and I'm thinking to myself, I don't get it. What's going on? You know, I mean, I don't understand it. Send here. Send Steve Elman to the city. And let him run the city for two years and watch what happens in the city, right? Send, send. You know, I agree with you. Send, send 
Tim Brinker down to down to the <laughs> down to the the city for a couple years and see what happens. You know, it's just I don't get it. I don't, don't understand it. But anyway, that's a whole nother, whole nother story. Um, lots of things to talk about. Are you going to be okay this morning? We hope so. Okay. Boy, that's that's that sounds real positive, doesn't it? Uh, <laughs> well, you know, I'm just uh, yeah. kind of trying to lay it out there. I hope not literally. But <laughs> anyway, <laughs> anyway uh, lots Have of stuff. Have you ever heard the expression, that's too much car for you? Yeah, yeah. Matter of fact, what I'm driving right now is too much car for me. What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> Why? Because it has four wheels and runs? Yeah, well, you know, it runs really well, except the heater doesn't work. Why is it that I have all these cars that don't have the heater does, the Heater doesn't work? I mean, and I used to have my, my matter of the running joke was I had my winter car and my summer car. My, my winter car was my Volkswagen, which had the really good heater, but the air conditioner didn't work. And then my summer car was my car that didn't have my Subaru that didn't have heater, but it had air conditioning. So I just go back and forth. Winter, drive the winter, drive the Volkswagen. Summer, drive the Subaru. You know, I mean, it's just like that was my routine. And then a tractor trailer hits me and ruins my Volkswagen. God, I miss that car. I love that car. I know you do. I love that car. I didn't have it. I know you I only did. had it for like a year. I know. Frustrating. Like, I have a sunroof for the first time in my life. I have a sunroof. It's true. I never had a sunroof in a car. All the cars I've owned, probably well over 200 cars and trucks, and I never had a sunroof. Never had a sunroof. I mean, how can that be? Now, it's interesting because I understand because part of the reason is that's actually sort of a blessing because as cars get older, one of the first things that leaks is the sunroof. You know what I mean? And I drive old cars. So, you know, maybe it's a good thing I don't have sunroofs. But what are you doing? Are you whacking your microphone again? I'm not even going to touch that. Okay. Uh, we won't touch that. Okay. Lots no, of st- don't lot- touch this. Don't want to. Lots of stuff going on in the world. We didn't even talk about this yesterday because, uh, unfortunately, I had a bunch of stuff to talk about. But I got sick yesterday and had to leave early. So um, there's things going on in the world that I scratch my head about. The Zelensky thing. The president of Ukraine came to the United States. Okay, here's he did. Oh yeah, he was in he was in D.C. yesterday. He, he was. Yeah, boy, you you really keep up in the news, don't you, Shelley? Brad, I was sick all day yesterday. Well, you can sit, you can lay in bed and look at the news. You can lay in bed and I don't and, have and, access to the news at my house. Do you have a phone? Yes. Okay, there's this thing called the internet, and you can pull up sites like CNN and. Fox News and MSNBC and and a, like a gazillion other the New York Times, New York Post, like it's a treasure trove of information right there at your fingertips. On matter of fact, with you, you can watch it in two dimensions because you can use it as your like your small version, and then you can unfold your Foldomatic by Ronco phone and look at it like big panoramic view, right? That's true, See? and I just ordered a keyboard for it. Oh my god. <laughs> uh-huh. Shelly has this phone. What's the official name of it called? It's called a, uh, I was going to call it a Ronco. It's called a Samsung Z Fold 3. And Mike Otten, who um, is one of our good buddies here at the radio station, who helps us out quite a bit. I don't know why. A bit, but yes. But we, we appreciate him more than I will ever be able to pay him. Uh, one day texted me and says, Call Shelly's phone a Ronco Foldomatic. Now, if you know if you know the history of Ronco, Ronco was a company owned by Ron Popeil, who back in the day had all these crazy inventions, like the pocket fisherman. I think that's probably yes, he did. The best. I, I bought my dad one. A pocket fisherman? 
Yes. Did he ever use it? He tried. Yes, he did. And it didn't work very well. Um, See, the not only, off the bank. The no. only people that are going to use a pocket fisherman are people who don't fish because fishermen are going to turn their, turn their nose up at that. They're going to like, ah, that's junk. I'm not using that. Yeah, not when you're. Not when your daughter gives it to you for a Father's Day present. You try to use the damn thing. And he tried, and it didn't work. It didn't work as better as much as a his rod and reel. Well, but, see, um, fi- fishermen, fishermen like fall in love with their equipment. You know what I mean? They do. Well, I mean, everybody <laughs> does. Everybody that has equipment, no matter what. No, hobby no, 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 or... no, no. Fishermen, especially because they'll. It's not just especially. It's, yes, I mean, yes, it is. Carpenters love their tools. No, 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 but they don't sleep with oh, them. Like yeah. fish, fishermen go to sleep, go to bed with their with their rods. <laughs> nope. <laughs> not even. You're not gonna touch that one. No, well, can't fish, touch this. Fisher women go to bed with their rods. How about that? <laughs> You're funny. <laughs> <laughs> no, but <laughs> wrong. But funny. No, I mean my son, my oldest son. See, here's the interesting thing. I have four kids. Okay, three sons and a daughter. Same mom, same dad. They couldn't be any more different. My oldest son is this huge water guy. Matter of fact, he clearly moved, he moved down to Pensacola. He bought a house that literally has a canal in back of his house. You can walk out of his back sliding door. Walk. I don't know. 50, 60 feet, there's a dock, and he's at the end of, I guess it's called a canal. I have I should call him and ask him. Okay, and if you keep, you know, floating, or, you know, he's got his boat back there. If you keep going in that canal, ultimately, you end up in Pensacola Bay. And if you keep going, ultimately, you end up in the Gulf of Mexico, you know. So, and I'm going like, I could care less about, about. matter of fact, in my entire life, I, I've friends of ours took us down to Lake Kincaid, which was down, I guess, near Carbondale, Southern Illinois. Can I be honest with you? Sure. That trip was torture. I hated every minute of it. We're out in a boat. I'm going like, okay, I don't quite understand this. What's, explain this to me. I don't get it. You know, and we, and we go over this cove and we float around a cove and then, and then he puts, you know, puts his, his, inner tube out and back and pulls us around the inner tube. I'm going like, you know, I don't Did know. you get on the inner tube? I did, and I'm thinking You myself, did? You manned up and well, got on the inner tube? I'm uh, so proud I'm of you. I'm thinking to myself, I don't get it. I don't understand it. Now, once again, am I not, Am I making fun of people that love it? No. It's just my, not my thing. Not my thing. Not you know, your jam, well, huh? Well, people that do it, you know, more power to you. People that go down the Lake of the Ozarks, look, I have nothing against you. I say, if that's what you enjoy, knock yourself out. You know what I mean? It doesn't bother me whatsoever. It's not like it's. I'm not like one of these people's going like, well, I don't like that, so I'm going to try to get a law against it. You know, what I mean, that's how like a lot. Of, matter of fact, it, I I have to talk about this because we'll talk about it next break. There's something going on in Florida which I follow, which unfortunately happened in St. Charles County. I guess it would, technically, I guess it would be the city of St. Peter's right there, which really bothers me. And it's one of these things where I'm going like, okay, here we go again. I mean, you know, you can see what's going to happen here. You can see exactly what's going to happen here. And the guy involved with it, who I have tremendous respect for, he sort of knows what's going on too. And it's sad because of the fact that he's got a business that's flourishing and it's about to be crushed. And how's it going to be crushed? By people who are jerkazoids. 
It's not going to be crushed in a week or a year, or probably maybe in, in two years, maybe four or five years from now, his building will be, his business will be crushed because of the fact that people are jerkazoids. Okay. They're just jerkazoids. You know what I'm saying? Could you be any more cryptic? I don't know. We'll talk about it next break. Okay. Okay. I got a bunch of things because since, since I got sick yesterday and had to leave early, uh, I got a bunch of things left over from yesterday we have to talk about. Okay. And one of them is, you know, one of them is. Are you feeling better? Oh, but I feel great. Matter of fact, you know what I, can I, can I tell you something? Sure. I have had the best couple of meals. I have, I've had three good meals this week, which is really nutty. Because of the fact that it's places that... Were they all hamburgers? Uh, or Freddy's? One of them was not. Matter of fact, can I... I'm going to shock you. Here it is, what, Thursday? I have not mm-hmm. been to Freddy's this week. Can you believe that? How come you always wait to stuck me with Freddy's? Because I like you. You know, I like to share uh-huh. things that are quality you and wonderful. You know that wonderful. I hate Freddy's. <laughs> it's like the manager. Manager. <laughs> We're in Freddy's. And... and Shelly's there and she's grumpy about it. and and the manager comes up and she goes she goes everything okay and I go ask her and she goes I hate Freddy's the manager goes Whoa. I did not say that stop it and she she and she picked up Shelly by the scruff of her neck and threw her out the door I thought man yeah I like that lady yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. okay we and do while it. she picked me up by the scruff of my neck I had a hold of your throat right and I carried you out with me, or I, I drug you outside. And all I can say is Shelly does throat punching by the book, and I mean that literally. Okay, we have to take a break. It's 627. Yeah, but you go. It's 627. One of Shelly's favorite songs with BS.show. She loves that song. Shelly. Brad. I have to play something for you right now that I'm going to, I'm not going to tell you what this is about. Well, I'm actually going to tell you what it's about. We need some education right here. And where do you get education from? You get education from YouTube. Facebook. No, not from universities or colleges or high schools or grade schools, middle schools, junior colleges, whatever. You get education from the internet. Okay, you ready for this? Mm-hmm. Listen carefully. Okay, here we go. We are looking at how to pronounce. Oh, darn it. Hold on a minute. I hit my phone when it was playing. Okay, let's, let me I'll start over again. Okay, here we go. This is our lesson for this morning. Okay. We are looking at how to pronounce the name of this American singer and songwriter whose name is not particularly obvious to guess the pronunciation of if you just look at how it's spelled S-Z-A. S-Z-A, how do you go about pronouncing this? Well, it's pretty straightforward once you know. Caesar. 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 Pretty easy. Caesar. That's it. You got that? Caesar. Yeah, you got it. You got it. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> By the way, do you know? You know that? Do you know that that thing in Europe? They don't call it a Z. They call it a Z. Do you know that? No. Yeah, it's not a Z. It's Z. Don't ask me why. That's just they call it Z. Okay. So it's S Z A. Now that's going to be important because we're going to talk about that next hour. Because okay. I am going to Brad the invest. I put my investigative journalism hat on, and I'm going to discuss something which I think is incredible that i'm i'm surprised that senate hasn't picked up on this okay uh-huh okay and mike otten is the blame for this so mike you're to blame for this okay there um, we go <laughs> so remember how to pronounce how, how one, one more time hold on we'll go back one, one more time caesar pretty easy caesar that's it caesar you got it okay 
Okay, that'll be important next hour, okay? Okay. If you last that long. True. (laughs) You laugh, but... (laughs) Okay. Uh, By the way, I had a guy call me yesterday. I'm not going to... I've not been able to verify this, but the guy called me from the Antioch Church of God in St. Clair, Missouri yesterday, okay? Okay. And he said, can you go on the radio and announce that we're giving away food and toys? I said, okay, fine. So I'm not 100% sure that this guy was for real. I'm saying, I'll go back to my police dispatcher days. I will say, check to your satisfaction that the Antioch Church of God in St. Clair is giving away toys and food. Okay, so let's move on from there. Okay, the guy's real name is Garrett Mitchell. He goes by the internet name of Cletus McFarland. He has created a small empire in Bradenton, Florida, Interesting guy, originally from uh, someplace up in Minnesota. His dad was a car dealer. Uh, he's had the car bug for years. He went to school at University, I think it's University of Florida. He was becoming an attorney, and he got involved with a company called 1320 Video, which essentially goes around the racetracks all over the country, mostly drag strips and circle tracks and things like that, and does videos and puts them up on the Internet. And the guy who owns 1320 Video makes a good living at this. So Cletus went off on his own and came up with his goofy name, Cletus McFarlane, and he started off doing videos where he was fixing up cars and stuff like that. And he ended up buying an old abandoned racetrack in Bradenton, Florida, if you know where Sarasota and Bradenton. Matter of fact, there's two racetracks side by side. One of them is probably one of the nicest drag strips in the country, and the other one is this circle track, which used to be, it dates back to like the 60s or 70s. The place was abandoned, it had been foreclosed on, and he actually won it in an auction. So when he bought it, it was in bad shape, okay? Out in the middle of nowhere, okay? And he's put literally seven figures into this place, really fixed it up. I mean, it's very nice, uh, you know, and he has all sorts of events there. So he's bringing people, you know, and, and there are people coming from, now that he's gotten very popular on YouTube, there are people coming from all over the country. I mean, it's not just Florida people going to this place. It's called the Freedom Factory. If you can look it up, if you just look it up on the, on the, on the web, Freedom Factory. And once again, it's in the middle of nowhere in Bradenton, Florida. Okay, sort of like out on the outskirts. Actually, it may not even be in Bradenton. Maybe I don't know. I think it might even be in Manatee. I think it's Manatee County is what county this is. It's sort of like out in the middle of nowhere. Okay, all of a sudden, right next to the racetrack, literally right next to the racetrack, a guy bought like 400 acres and he wants to build 4,500 homes right next to the racetrack. Okay, do you see what's coming with this? Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, remember St. Charles Speedway right there? 90, yes, I do. 94 Junk Station. Been there, I think, since the 50s, okay? I mean, and we live off of what? Towers and Kisker, and we had no problem listening to yeah, that you could on hear, a clear night. Yeah, they, they, they raced up there. It's like okay? they were right next oh, to Right, you. okay. But people bought houses next to the racetrack, okay? Once and are not complaining about it? Well, no, no, no. They did. Once again... If you buy, like for example, if you buy a house, let's say you buy a house next to an airport. Let's say you can look out your window and see the runway. You shouldn't be complaining about the noise. Now, what's interesting, in Chesterfield, I don't know if you know this or not, in Chesterfield, if you buy buy a house in Chesterfield, you have to sign a document that states that you know the airport is there. Because they don't want these knuckleheads who buy a house like on Wild Horse Creek Road, which sits above the airport, and they go, I can't stand this noise. I'm going to sue the city. I'm going to sue the county. Guess what? 
The airport's been there since like I don't know the 30s or 40s or something like that. Long time. Okay, so Before going back. That, so going back to Florida. So he actually on his YouTube channel started talking about this, and he went to the he he you know he goes to the 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 county council meetings and and starts and then what he does is which is really interesting they televise the county council meetings so he's doing his own video outside the council meetings explaining people he's going in and the first one he goes he goes to it's just him and some of his guys that work at the racetrack okay then he puts this up on on his youtube channel and starts talking about there's another hearing a second third or third or fourth hearing so Literally, they packed the building with his fans who came from all over the country. Some people drove from like, you know, I mean, like some people flew into Sarasota, Bradenton. Some people drove from, you know, Texas, you know, Missouri, you know, Arkansas, all over the place to essentially go to this hearings with him. And they're trying to build these houses, 4,500 houses. And one of the houses, he showed this on the map, one of the houses is going to be within like 400 feet of the racetrack, okay? So if you remember what happened to St. Charles Speedway, it was in the middle of nowhere right there, been around since the 50s and 60s. I think since the 50s and 60s. It's in the middle of nowhere. The knucklehead people move in, you know, builder, hey, look at these beautiful houses. It's wonderful. It's great here in St. Charles County. They move in, and then as soon as they move in, oh, the noise is terrible. I'm going to sue the racetrack. Okay, there's a thing called caveat emptor. You know what that means? It's Latin. Fire beware. Yes, it's Latin for don't ever listen to BS in the morning. Uh, that's not what it means. So Stop it. why do people do this? And now what's interesting is he he made an impassioned plea to the county and all of the county, like, you know, the equivalent of like the Mike Elams on, you know, on the board, and they're all on video. You see them. They all come out and say, we're for this. We want to we want to have some harmony here. We want to protect we want to protect the racetrack because we understand this racetrack. And once again, this is a world-class drag strip that's been there for a long time, which brings in people from all over the country, sometimes all over the world. There's guys, I don't know if you know this or not, drag racing is huge in Australia. There's guys who ship their cars from Australia to the United States to go to these drag strips. I mean, there's guys, that specific drag strip, there's several Australian drag racers who fly their cars, not fly them, they put them on a boat, and they send them in the United States, and they drag race it, and they're coming in with their family, tourist dollars, things like that. Because you know what they always say? You know, you, and like St. Charles County, St. Charles City, any of them. It's like Dan Borgmeyer. It's all about tourism dollars. Hey, we want people. And like, for example, one of the things we advertise right in this radio station, we'll talk to him tomorrow, is Jack Frost. Jack Frost promotes tourism with you know, the, uh, the um, um, you know, uh, Christmas traditions on Main Street in downtown St. Charles. You know, the Cardinals bring in people who now have to wear Kevlar to go to the games at night now. Um, you know, and the Rams bring in people. Hold it. My, I think I messed up. Are the Rams still here? Only in your mind, Brad. <laughs> the Blues bring in people. Okay, so, so the county what are they called, council people, whatever they are in this jurisdiction. They're far the racetrack. They're far harmony. So, And he got on after the meeting and said, okay, here's the problem. Right now, we're in a good situation where the developer is going to go back to the drawing board and say, okay, we need to put in a buffer zone between, you know, and you know what that means to him. It means property he can't sell because he's going to have to put a buffer zone in there. And at some point in time, 
five years from now, ten years from now, when all these county council people are, you know, millionaires because they got all the payoffs from all the people that, you know, needed this stuff done. Oh, did I say that too? Oh, no, that's just in the city of St. Louis. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, anyway. You're not, though, so don't say it. Anyway. They're going to come like, oh, we don't need that race track. That race track, it's, 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 you know, because what's going to happen is the green people are going to come in and go, it's pollution. Look at the exhaust coming out of those race cars. Look when they spin their wheels. There's, there's smoke that comes off the tires. Oh, look at they're polluting the ground because there's oil that spills out of those race cars. And sometimes when they gas them up, there's a couple drops of gas that hits the ground. Oh, we can't have that. This is terrible. Global warming in St. Louis. It's never been hotter in St. Louis. Matter of fact, today it's supposed to be 96 degrees. Hold on a minute. Didn't I say it's supposed to be minus 2 today? What happened to global warming? (laughs) Where's global warming when we need it, right? It's not global warming between December and February. I didn't. In other words, global warming takes a couple months off. Yeah. Takes three months off, four months off. Pretty much, yes. (laughs) Global warming is, hey, global warming. I'm global warming. I'm on vacation. I'll be back in March, right? I'm on vacay. Yeah, I'll be back in March. I'll heat the place up back in March. Okay. Mm. I, I, I think this is sad. And I think what Chesterfield did was smart in the respect that they're going like, okay, you want to live in Wild Horse Creek Road? Great. Sign this form right here that says you don't care that there's an airport right next to you. And you, you're not going to complain. And you're not going to sue us because of the fact, guess what? The airport's been here before you. It's just like people that, that like move in next to a McDonald's or fast food place and then complain. I can hear the drive through speaker in my house. Hey, guess what? Don't move next to a McDonald's. It sounds like Saturday Night Live and John Belushi. <laughs> right. Don't move next to a McDonald's. Don't buy a house next to a place that's got a fast food drive through Because guess what? You're going to hear them taking the trash I'm out. I'm wearing cheeseburgers. <laughs> right. You're going to hear You're going to be asleep at night, and you're going to hear, you know, yeah, I want a, I want, I want a taco. <laughs> <You're right. laughs> the drunks at 3 but o'clock in the morning. Yeah, don't ever, McDonald's. don't ever buy a house next to a taco bell because the drunks will all be out there at three o'clock in the morning right (laughs) right am i kidding probably you've been there right excuse me you've been there at taco bell at three in the morning right no that's usually denny's but in um, your in your younger years you weren't at taco bell three o'clock in the morning no denny's you went to denny's yeah biscuits and gravy hello oh god how bad is they had the you know if you're drunk Nothing is better than biscuits and gravy from Denny's. Oh, boy. That's a good one I got right there. <laughs> 647. I don't even know why I talk. It is BS.show. I'm Shelly. She's Brad. 652. Are you there, Shelly? She's not back yet. Okay. Um, I want to talk about something that was someone, someone sent this to me, and I thought this was sort of interesting, and sort of interesting, sad in the respect that on two fronts is that, A, I think the police officer is being mistreated, and B, I think the city is being stupid because uh, they're spending money for nothing. You, sh- you back, Shelley? Okay, this is about Peoria, Illinois. I'll read you the article. This was written December 12th in the Peoria Journal Star. A Peoria police officer has earned more than $300,000 in wages and almost half that in benefits without putting on a uniform or going on patrol. Jeremy Lehman has been paid administrative leave since December 23rd, 2019. Today is the 22nd. Tomorrow will be three years. He's gotten paid for three years. 
The city has been challenging arbitration ruling, which gave him his job back after he was fired in February of 2018. So he gets fired in February of 2018, and he essentially goes back, goes to arbitration and arbitration. Matter of fact, he went through two different arbitrators, and both arbitrators said, you know what, we're on the side of the police officer, we're not on the side of the city of Peoria. Shelly, you still there? She's not. Okay. This Now get this. The 17-year police veterans were fired for inappropriate social media use. Now, at the time, there was no pol- policy for uh, in the in in the city of Peoria for uh, you know social media use. He was fired for inappropriate social media use, stemming from the Facebook post, which included wearing a him wearing a T-shirt with the words "Ready for this, Baby Daddy Removal Team." <laughs> okay, so on his Facebook page. He's got a picture of himself wearing a T-shirt that says Baby Daddy Removal Team, okay? So the city of Peoria was made aware of the fact that this is on his personal Facebook page. He's not on duty. He's not in a police uniform. He's not in a police car. I don't know where he's at. He's taking a picture of himself with a with a T-shirt that says Baby Daddy Removal Team, okay? He gets fired. So this is in February of 2018. An arbitrator in 2020 held that while it could have been offensive to some, it wasn't enough to fire him. The city appealed, and in late November, a panel of three judges upheld the arbitration ruling, meaning the city hall has lost twice in the case. So in other words, they lost once. They lost, and then and then it goes to November 29th ruling from the 3rd District Appellate Court held the city, quote, failed to define an explicit and well-defined public safety policy that prohibits reinstatement of laymen. Attorneys for Peoria had argued it was against public policy for police departments to employ racist police officers. Okay, so once again, if you're wearing a T-shirt that says Baby Daddy Removal Team, I don't think that's a racist thing because when I think about it, I think that that's like sort of a universal thing. Shelly, you there? She's not. A universal thing in the fact that there's lots of guys who are baby daddies, black, white, green, orange, and in my color, what my, what my color again? I can pick up my little sheet here. My color is I'm Mocha Java. I'm Mr. Mocha Java because I'm not white guy. I'm Mocha Java. So because of this, the city of Peoria has been paying him for almost three years. Now get this. Uh, it gets better because not only are they are paying him, he still has all the benefits. He still has all his health care and everything. And they're saying that if you look at all the benefits he's getting, you know, the fact that the city's paying for, you know, FICA, FUDA, FUI, SUI, you know, uh, workman's comp, all this kind of stuff, they're now saying that he's been paid in benefits Five in in in, in uh, a total compensation package from November 26, from 2020 through November 26, 2022, 552,000 dollars, a half million dollars. The guy's been making for since he hasn't worked in three years. It's it's goofy. So so what does that mean exactly? Well, it means no. That I mean, what does his shirt mean? Baby daddy removal team. Yeah. It's sort of a, a, you know, think about it for a minute. You know, when the cops go in and there's some there's some deadbeat. Oh, some, like there's an altercation. Yeah, and it's some deadbeat dude. Come on, watch cops. Watch cops when, <laughs> you know, when they. they okay, I understand. They cart, I'm like, I don't understand that. They cart <laughs> these guys off. You know, you know, some poor lady who's, you know, unfortunately saddled with some jerkazoid guy. Hey, is he my baby daddy? You know, and first they call the police because, you know, he's assaulting them. And then as the police come and take him away, oh, don't be so cruel to him. Don't put him in handcuffs. Oh. 
Oh, don't throw him in the back of that squad car. You know what I mean? He's, like, the, he's the baby of my, yeah. the daddy of my baby. Right. He may be a terrible person, but he's my baby daddy. You know, it's like, okay. So that's what they're, they're so, and think about that for a minute. If you've ever watched cops and they say it was racial, okay. There's a lot of white dudes who are quote unquote baby dads. There's a lot of black dudes who are quote unquote baby dads. You know what I mean? It's not to me. It's not a, because I can think right now, I can name you three guys that I know who are like this guy, the baby, you know, I mean, not the cop, but, you know, the baby daddy kind of guy. So it was a joke, baby daddy and Rumble team. In other words, he goes in and <laughs> him and his other police officers and they cart these guys off and they throw them in jail for and typically for assaulting the mamas. You know, that's typically what it is, a domestic, you know, a domestic disturbance, a domestic abuse call, you know, so. I'm going like, okay, if I were in the city of Peoria, I'd go like, okay, hold on a minute now. You're telling me that you're going to dig your heels in on this. And once again, this is not like the guy robbed a store and they had him on video or something like He wore a t-shirt on his Facebook page. They fired him. He's gone through two rounds of arbitration and an appellate court, won all of them, and you paid him effective, like I said, they said it started in uh, December uh, 23rd of 2019. Tomorrow it will be three years in 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 direct pay and compensation benefits package hold, but $552,000, and the guy hasn't worked a day since. Now, to a certain extent, if I were that guy, I'd go like, man, if I can keep going with this, you know, I'll be the I'll be the most happiest guy in the world. Would you really though? Collecting a hundred thousand dollar paycheck, having insurance and having and not having to go to work ever? You know why? Because you I, know what? I'd run in my company. I'd be making more money because I'd be, you know, I'd be running radio stations. I'm going like, okay, great. Pay me a hundred thousand dollars a year, give me full employment benefits, both you know, bang, keep keep it up, man. I don't care. Go back to being a cop. No, nope, no, thanks. I'm just gonna keep doing this. You just keep paying me and you know, I'll keep running my lawn care business and I'll run my, my snow removal business and I'll run my, you know, my handyman business, you know, because a lot of cops and firefighters do that kind of stuff. You know what I'm saying? They do. Yeah. So it's like, you know, and once again, taxpayer money, if you live in Peoria, your money's paying for this. And it's because they dug their heels in. They go, we're not going to let that guy back. We're not going to, it's terrible. He wore a baby daddy removal t-shirt on a TV, on his social media screen. Okay, whatever. We have to take a break. That was a quick break. Yeah, because no, I'm going to shut up. I'm going to say something, but I won't. It's, That's probably best. It's 6.59. Good good job, Brad. I love that song. I love that old big band sound. Like Shelly said, her mom would just be tapping her toes to that, right? Yes, she would. Yeah. Thank you. Ah, boy, this is good. Okay. In her little silver uh, Mark V Lincoln Continental. And she'd be tapping. With those plush leather seats. And she'd be tapping her to size four. Eight. She had, she'd have her, her seat pulled almost all the way up to the dashboard because <laughs> she was little. <laughs> and she'd turn on that. And she was deaf in one ear. So she would turn that radio right up and just listen to that brass. See, you had a mother who listened to the radio. I had a mother who didn't listen to the radio. <laughs> Isn't that funny? <laughs> you've, like I've, funny peculiar for those of you who've listened to the show for a while know my mother hated the radio and <clears throat> if i drove her car and i hold on a minute i had my old car since i was 15 but every once in a while my car would break down i drive her car I, sometimes she'd say don't take your car it's gonna fall apart take my car so i take her car and once again you get in any of my cars ignition comes on radio's there radio's always on you turn the key on the radio's on okay not in my mom's car. Radio's always off because my mom 
hated radio. Keep in mind, up until up until one of my mom's last cars, she used to order the car and delete the radio. Delete the radio. You can't do it anymore. Okay, so I get in the car, I turn the radio on, and I do whatever I was doing, go out, you know, go to my buddies, go to eat something, come back. And if my mom drove the car and she turned on the ignition and the radio came on, there was hell to pay for poor old Brad. I would get yelled at for like 10 minutes. I can't believe you left your radio on. You know, I hate the radio. I hate the radio. I'm a radio guy. I've been for a long time. My mother never once heard me on the radio. Ever. Never. Never once heard me do anything on the radio. I, I really doubt that. I, I no, do. True story. There's a lot of stuff that Tiffany never thought I did, but I did. Uh, trust me. My mother never list, once listened to me on the radio. My mm. Her mm. mother, this is where it comes from, my grandmother on her side, who was the Wicked Witch of the West, you know, I had just I had terrible grandparents. I mean, first off, both of my original grandparents died. Matter of fact, my 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 uh, uh, my maternal grandfather father died when I was two, and my my fraternal grandfather left my father when he was two, and or actually one, and it, nobody ever saw him again until the day he died. That's a whole other weird story. So I didn't have two. I didn't have grandparents. I had two grandmothers, and both of them were they they were both competitors for Wicked Witch of the West in the movie Wizard of Oz. Matter of fact, they were going to be the Wicked Witch of the West. Okay. <laughs> Did I get myself in trouble now? <laughs> people going, I can't believe he's saying that. If I, was gra- I had terrible grandparents. You know, most people have, oh, my grandfather, he was so great. He took me hunting. He'd take me out in his truck. Blah, 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 blah. Not me. First off, I didn't, have, I didn't have any grandfathers. My grandmothers could care less about me. And matter of fact, both of them, matter of fact, when I go to see my fraternal grandmother, my you know my father's mother, she would just criticize me all the time. Are you going to college? Are you going to college? And she, and, <laughs> I don't know where she got this pronunciation. Okay. You know that thing that's got 88 keys, which you just heard in that song? We just heard in that song where doom, 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 you sit at it, you play it, you, you press the keys. What's that thing the called? piano? Yes, piano. You know what she called it? No. A piano. Okay. She'd say, I, uh, you know, I I think you should le- you know, learn to play the piano. I'm not playing the piano. I know, but everybody should learn how to play the piano. Okay, how do you get piano from piano? Okay, anyway. Okay, two things to talk about. First off, this one. We don't see this as much anymore, but I thought this was sort of funny. You know, the Zoom calls what we all did where we had meetings and, and in court remember the one there was one funny one where everybody did their court their hearings on court and the one the one attorney shows up for a court hearing and apparently her, his kids had gotten into his computer and instead of the camera showing his face it showed a cat face you know how you could do that where you could yes <laughs> yes and the cat would talk the mouth would move you know what i'm talking about yes okay here's one a jewish couple who attended a bat mitzvah over the Zoom call, some of the people were in the church, but most of the people were on Zoom. They forgot to turn their camera off, and while they're while they're uh, while the bat mitzvah is going on, the cameras in their bedroom. The husband and wife couple, shall we say, got busy for forty-five minutes. Finally, one of wow. the one of the parishioners called called her up and said. WTF are you doing? You're on camera. And the woman will, oh my God. And immediately, boom, video's gone. 
it, this is according to one of the one of the parishioners. This is this is one scan. This is a Jewish temple. Uh, matter of fact, it's called the Temple Beth El. Okay, this is one of the Jewish people who's watching on video. Quote: She was walking around naked. She got dressed. She's in and out of the Zoom. He was in bed. I won't say that little sentence. She started going to work. Someone on Zoom called and said, and this was actually on the Zoom, where she answers the phone, and you can hear. She answers on the speakerphone. Somebody says, WTF, but they didn't use the email. What are you doing? You're on camera. And the woman freaks out and book the Zoom calls over. Okay. Okay. Um Next thing. How do you come back from that? You really? don't. It's like it's like <laughs> it's like the Jeffrey Tubin thing. Matter of fact, you know who Jeffrey Tubin is? No. Jeffrey Tubin is this guy who was an attorney, and he made, his claim to fame was he was the legal expert. I, I want to say on ABC. He was one of the TV's cha- channels, and he lived he lived across from the L.A. County Courthouse during the the O.J. Simpson trial. And remember, I don't know if I told you this bizarre story. I went to the O.J. Simpson trial. By by accident, I spent a day at the O.J. Simpson trial. It was so fascinating to me. And literally... I bet it was. There were people that lived across the street. There were news people. They called it O.J. Village. And it was a big parking lot behind a building that they didn't use anymore. The building was, was not used anymore. But it was a massive parking lot. In L.A., that's saying something. And that's where all the news trucks were. All the satellite trucks were there. And they had campers and the whole bit. There were literally people living Across the street from the L.A. County Courthouse, news people, technicians, and some of the reporters literally lived there because of the fact that the story went on 24 hours a day, seven days a week. You know, at, at 2 o'clock in the morning, they're doing oh, they're doing updates. Hey, here's here's so-and-so. Anyway, Jeffrey Tubin was one of the one of the guys on, on who started claim, you know, got, you know, became prominent. And shall we say Jeffrey Tubin got himself in trouble when he was on a Zoom call and he decided to... Take care of business, shall we say? And didn't realize the camera was on, and a bunch. How do you, That's impossible not to realize the camera's on. I, it, it's once again, he's an attorney. He can say, "Well, I didn't, I didn't." You know, go like, "Dude, come on, you're a smart guy. You went to law school." Don't, I mean, seriously, don't, because don't you see stuff. what the camera, what I, is on your camera, I whether don't know. it's don't ask nothing, me nothing, whether it's your name, whether well, it's an actual. So he was working. You know. Yeah, I get you. I hear what you're saying. He was working at CNN at the time. Hey, just like in the radio business, they you know one of the first things they tell you when you when you go. I mean, they never taught me this in in college, but I learned this at the radio station. If there's ever a microphone in the room, always pretend it's light. The mic is is hot. You never know you know who might exactly. You know, it's always it's always a hot mic. How many politicians have gotten themselves in that trouble through the years? I mean, Biden does all the time. Biden f bombs people. I mean, there's all these tapes of him. <laughs> oh no, seriously, he does. Not. He does. There's all sorts of tapes of him f-bombing people. You know, blah blah blah. What you know, he's doing all that kind of stuff. I mean, and and matter of fact, Not Joe what, Biden is the driven snow. Yeah, yeah, Joe Biden. Yeah, and his and his and his angelic son. Matter of fact, his son is is you know his son's real busy. You know, hunters this time of the year. I don't you know that he's going around the country and he's in a lot of the nat- a live a lot of live nativity. Nat- I get it out. He's in a lot of the live nativity scenes. He's one of the angels in the in the nativity scenes. You know that? Uh huh. <laughs> he's got his wings on and his joint hanging out of his mouth. <laughs> okay, so I've talked about this before, and I'm thinking to myself, talking about the media manipulating things okay mike otten sends me if i can find it and this i don't know where he got this because of the fact where did he send where did he, I, I thought i had it bookmarked let me let me let me search him o-t-t-e-n o-t-t-e-n 
Uh, darn it. Now I can't find it. Where was it? Okay, here it is right now. Here, I just found it. Okay, he sends me the Billboard Hot 100 for this week. Okay, once again, Billboard's been around. This is for the week of December 24th, 2022, which is this week, okay? Now, here's what's interesting. First off, let me go, before I do that, let me go to, let me go to the, the AT40, AT40, and I'm going, I'm going to, I'm going to give you the top 20 songs in AT40. This is, this is, this is, used to be Katie, Casey Kasem. This is now Ryan Seacrest, okay? Here's the, here's the top 20 songs on AT40. Number one, Unholy, Sam Smith, Kim Petraeus. Number two, Antihero by Hold on a minute. Number two is Antihero by Taylor Swift. Number three is Super Freaky Girl, Nicki Minaj. Number four is I'm Good, Blue, David Kedden, B.B. Rexa. Number five, Bad Habit, Steve Lacey. Number six, Die For You This Weekend. Number seven, Vegas uh, from Doja Cat. Number eight, I Like You, a happier song, Post Malone featuring Doja Cat. Number nine, as it was, Harry Styles. Number 10, Until I Found You. Now I'm just going to go through this room. Number 11 is Victoria's Secret. Number 12 is Star Walking. 13 is Sunroof. 14 is Unstoppable. Uh, uh, 15 is Wasted on You. Number 16 is Cuff It. Number 17 is Lift Me Up. Number 18, Made You Look. Number 19, Golden Hour. Number 20, Snap. Okay? Now, here's my question to you. How many Christmas songs did I mention on that list? This is American Top 40. These are the the 20. I just gave you of, of the top 40. I give you the 20 top songs in the nation. How many of more Christmas songs? Are you asking me to? I'm asking you. How many? How many? How many Christmas songs do you hear me list? Can you say them again? No, the answer is zero. Okay, the answer oh, is zero. Because I didn't remember any. No, well, and I was like, you, the reason you, you, tell you, them again because I don't want to sound. Stupid. No, the reason you didn't hear any is because there were none. There no. Okay, good. Okay, that's American Top Forty. Here's the Billboard Hot 100. The first 20 songs. Number one, All I Want for Christmas, Mariah Carey. Number two, Rocking Around the Christmas Tree by Brenda Lee. Number three is, uh, I got to scroll up here is Kill Bill by CZA. Okay, that's number three. Number four, and once again, CZA wasn't even on the top 20 in American Top 40. Number four is Jingle Bell Rock by Bobby Helms. Number five, Holly Jolly Christmas by Burl Ives. Number six, Last Christmas by Wham. Number seven, Antihero by Taylor Swift. That's the only song between the two that's in the top 10. In other words, in the top 10, that's Taylor Swift is in the top 10 on both songs. Okay, number eight, it's the most wonderful time of the year. Number nine, Unholy. Number 10, another Caesar song, Nobody Gets Me. Number 11, Feliz Navidad, Jose Feliciano. Number 12, Blind by Caesar. See, now she's now on this chart three times. Number 13, Creepin', Metro Boomin', The Weekend, and 21 Savage. Number 14, Rich Flex, Drake, and 21 Savage. Number 15, The Christmas Song, Nat King Cole. Number 16, Sleigh Ride, The Ronettes. Number 17, It's Another Caesar Song. It's called Low. Number 18, another Caesar song, Shirt. Number 19, Santa Tell Me. And number 20, Underneath the Christmas Tree, Kelly Clarkson. Is that bizarre or what? How in the world can you have two quote-unquote charts that are monitoring you know, what's being played? And keep in mind, the bizarre part of this is that and I can give you the answer for this, and I've talked about this before, and I don't want to sound like I'm a negative Nelly, but it's because... 
of iHeart. iHeart owns American Top 40. They own all these radio stations. And more importantly, they own the company called MediaBase, which is the company that puts out their chart. American Top 40, back in the day, used to use Casey Kasem. That was Casey Kasem, American Top 40, Billboard chart. He used the Top 40 songs of the Billboard Hot 100. He used the Top 40 songs. Not anymore. And you and I have talked about this before. There's songs that, like, that, that is the number one song in Billboard. It's not even on the chart, American Top 40. How can that be? That would be like saying, "Hey, the most popular, the most popular food in the United States is is a you know a, a bagel with 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 chocolate sauce on it." People go, "What? A bagel with chocolate sauce? How in the world is that the number one food?" Oh, according to our survey, it's the number one food in the country. Everybody eats bagels with chocolate sauce. No, nobody eats bagels with chocolate sauce. Well, that's not completely accurate. Well, maybe you do. I don't know. But <laughs> but get what I'm saying. It's like, how can you have two companies that are doing, quote-unquote, and, and keep in mind, back in the day, I don't know if you know this or not, back in the day, you know how they used to do the, the, you know, the, the charts and things like that? They, I, no, I'm shaking my head, no. They had, no, I don't. They had people, Billboard had people who would call record stores. They would call record stores and say, hey, Tell me, tell me your top selling record. Oh, it's blah 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 blah. Give me your top 10, 10 records. Then they would call radio stations. Back in the day, we used to have that was one of the jobs the interns did. That there, the the record companies like would call the record companies and the and Billboard would call the radio station and say, Hey, this is so and so from Billboard. We'd like to, you know, we want you to tell us the, the 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 songs you're playing. And matter of fact, we used to actually publish a playlist. This was before the internet, where you know. We actually was published on a weekly basis. As a matter of fact, back in the day, I'm really going to date myself. You could go to record stores, and the radio stations would have their playlists. Excuse me, their playlists on display. You know, you could grab one. Matter of fact, those have become extremely popular collector's items. Extremely popular collector's items because you know they didn't produce that many of them. And you can go online and see like you know WLS in Chicago, and you know what you can go into date and and look at it. So. So I ask again, how is it that two... Now, and keep in mind, nowadays, they're using all this sophisticated stuff. Most of the radio stations, I don't know if you know there's not, most of the radio stations are monitored 24 hours a day, seven days a week, and they have this AI software, which automatically... It's like Shazam. You know, it's like Shazam. You listen to a song, you know what it is. It automatically does this. So in other words, the record companies, all these people know that if they're listening to Z1077, they can tell you what song Z1077 played. Every single song since you know yesterday for you know december 20 uh, 20 21st every single song is on the computer because of the fact when they played it the computer you know did ai on it knew what song it was bonk put it in the computer hey it's 702 they played blah 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 okay how can it be that two companies are that far apart and there's not one christmas song you go through the entire top 40 and if i keep going on on this one if i go like to to plus 20 so do you think that they both stand on their own sides of the aisle i don't know well here here we go number 21 another caesar song love language she's on like she's on five times number 22 dean martin let us know number 23 beginning to look a lot like christmas uh number 24 another caesar song seek and destroy what is with caesar number 25 darlene love christmas baby please come home um number 26 david Guetta. number 27 white christmas bing crosby number 
28, Bad Habits, Steve Lacey, number 29, another Caesar song. She's got Snooze. She's also got number 30, another Caesar song. It's like, now you know why I played the, the explanation. And it gets even more incredible. Number 31, Deck the Halls, Nat King Call. Number 32, another Caesar song. SOS, number 33, Die for You the Weekend. Number 34, Superhero. Uh, number 35, I'm beginning to look, it's beginning to look like a lot like Christmas song we just played, Michael Boulay. Number 36, Jingle Bells, Frank Sinatra. Number 37, another Caesar song. Number 38, As It Was, Harry Styles. Number 39, Here Comes Santa Claus. And the top 40, the 40th most popular song this week, take a guess what it is. Take a guess who the artist is. Um, mm, Caesar? Yes, it's Caesar again. A ghost in the machine. By the way, do you know she was born in St. Louis? I don't even know who she is. <laughs> well, she's got 20 songs in the top 40. She's got half the top 40 is her. Um, yeah, she was born here. Uh, I didn't know this until I looked it up yesterday. She was born, uh, interesting background, um, here, SZA, and her real name is, her dad is, um, her name, his her real name is Solana, S-O-L-A-N-A, with a little accent dealy over the N. Her middle name is Imani, I-M-A-N-I, and her last name is Roe, R-O-W-E. She was born November 8th, 1989, guess where, in St. Louis. Uh, an American music Probably singer and songwriter. Born in St. Louis, Missouri, she began making music in her early 2010s, releasing two extended plays before signing with the hip-hop record Top Dog Entertainment. Uh, she released... Um, uh, she's 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 actually she's co-written songs for Nicki Minaj, Beyonce, and Rihanna, and um, she was her father. Let me see. Her father is early life uh, born. Her father was an executive producer at CNN, while her mother was an executive at AT and T. She probably worked downtown in the in the AT and T building, which is which is empty right now. Road blah blah blah. And talks about how she attended a Muslim prep school every day after a regular school. However, due to the September 11th attacks, Roe was subjected to bullying in seventh grade, leading her to stop wearing her hijab. She used to wear a hijab. Roe attended Columbia High School, where she was active in sports, including gymnastics and cheerleading. After graduating from high school in 2008, Roe went later. Get this. Here we go. Roe later went to three separate colleges, finally settling at Delaware State University to study marine biology. She eventually dropped out of in her last semester. Yes, you go, girl. Drop out of college. Who needs college? She dropped out in the last semester. Who drops out in their last semester? Can you can you explain that to me? I know people who are like one class away from having a degree. And I'm going like, dude, or dudette, as the case may be, go back and get the stupid degree. Go back and take night school. Take the stupid really? Take the stupid one can class. Can you repeat that? Right. Take the stupid one. I mean, the time and if you for college four years it's like oh my god just take the art class and get it over with. right you spend three uh-huh. years three years and 11 months at college and you drop out in the last semester explain that to me well i will tell you that tiffany didn't drop out but she never she did finally finish it with going through um bsn school but she was one class shy of getting her associate's degree in emergency medicine. Did she go to Skukka? Yeah, she did. Oh, okay. No, 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 no. She went to SCAD. She went to she went to SCAD. Yeah, she took her paramedic training through SCAD. But do they give a degree? This, is Kyle Gaines like she the- was going through class? She was going to Skukka, and um, she was doing this through SCAD. Yes. So she's she's a she's a Skukka and a SCAD person. <laughs> Yes, a skuk-a-ga-cad. 
<laughs> and did did Kyle did Kyle Gaines give her degree? You know, put his put his graduation hat on and say, "I no, now I now was, declare you it graduated." Might have been before uh, Kyle Gaines was in there. Oh, he's been there forever. Well, Tiffany's been a paramedic since she was. I got a picture of early twenties. I got a picture of a 1962 ambulance, a brand new ambulance that Kyle Gaines is taking delivery of. Is it really? Oh yeah, yeah. He's like 86 years old. I don't know if you knew that or not. Oh, whatever. <laughs> He's a year younger than me. 727, Brad. <laughs> Does that mean you want me to stop? Uh huh. <laughs> okay, 727. There's another example of a song that I think was like number one on the Billboard charts, and it wasn't even on American Top 40. Is that crazy or what? Which is a shame because it's a fun song. <laughs> well, that's the second version. That's the first version is just Lil Nas X, and the second version is the redone version is with Billy Ray Cyrus. And if you watch, I like that. One. If you watch the video, the video is like a mini movie. It's like my it's my favorite thing. I can go to the movies and I can sit there for five minutes, and I'm and then I get restless and I have to leave. I can't I can't watch a movie more than five minutes. Okay, uh, I'm looking at the radar right now. Weather's the big topic. All the meteorologists are out on the Tam overpass. In town. Are they really? <laughs> yeah. Hey, how you doing? If you don't God. know, where, ooh, look at that one. If you don't know where the Tam overpass is, it's an overpass on Forty, which is like runs into the zoo. It's from Dogtown into the zoo, goes from north to south, and it's where all the TV trucks always sit up there during the you know during the rain and snow or during the snow. Okay, right now, massive snowstorm extending from Wichita, Kansas, all the way through Kansas City and almost up into, not continuously, but almost up to Des Moines. And then and then it's moving its way into Chicago. So in other words, it's coming our way. And right now, it looks like the storm is maybe, and there's a winter storm warning out, but the storm is, the, the snow right now is probably, eh, probably about 60 miles west of Columbia at this point. So it's on the way. Now, the interesting so thing what is... what does that mean? It's about an hour away? Well, here's the interesting thing. As we've talked about this before, and once again, I went to Mississippi State for my meteorology degree, and I never finished, but that's bad on me. Um, it's got this southwest-northeast track to it. In other words, it's heading... If you look at it, the, the storm is like from Wichita, Kansas, up in through Madison, Wisconsin right now. Not continuously, but but it's got you know a component here that's in Missouri, and then it picks up back in Iowa, and then it picks up back uh, you know uh, to the northwest of Chicago, and it goes through Madison, goes through Green Bay, and actually goes out into Lake Michigan. Okay, there's a good chance this thing could keep continuing to that northeast track, and we may get missed by it, or at least get a very small portion. If that's why they're hedging their bets, most of the forecasts are saying one to three inches, depending upon how far south the storm goes. As it is right now, if it keeps going to the northeast, we'll probably get the tail end of the storm and not that much. But the Kansas City people, they are getting nailed right now. I mean, Are they really? Oh, you know, yeah. Kansas City, it's like snowing like a son of a gun in Kansas City. So if you're trying to head west in 70 right now, you'll have at this very moment, you'll have a good drive all the way through Columbia. Once you get west of Columbia... Towards Sedalia, not so good. Once you get into the Kansas City metro area, that's if you can even make it that far because it's just really coming down. Intense snore. Snow. Did I say snore? Snore. <laughs> intense snore, ladies and gentlemen. Snore. Expect it to right. intense snore. <laughs> you never know about that. Okay. Um, <laughs> here, one thing I'm talking about. <laughs> You're funny. Okay. T- today's our first day of winter, first full day. Okay. I got, oh, by the way, my kidneys are still bothering me. Should I should I talk about that? No, okay. not at all. <laughs> okay. Do you know who, Do you know who Jason Whitlock is? The name ring a bell? 
we go way back. Why Jay, do you ask about well, him? Well, here, here's an interesting thing. Jason Whitlock is has gotten himself a lot of notoriety in the last couple of days because Jason Whitlock is a black guy. And I mention this because... That's why he got notoriety? Well, no, no, no. No, uh, let me tell you the story. I mention this because he his primary job used to be he was a sports writer. Matter of fact, I think he worked for the newspapers in Kansas City that's getting snowed on right now. And he's he got to be sort of a very prominent sports writer. And he used to be, I think he did shows on ESPN, stuff like that. Now he's turned into a conservative talk show host, okay? And he's filling in for some of the regular people. And, you know, I'm a button pusher. I'm driving along. I'm hitting buttons. And I hear him. And I think, oh, I like this guy. Because he says things that nobody else can say because he's a black guy. You know, I mean, who's going to go after a black guy? White guy, if I said something, if I said this stuff, he said people would be picketing the radio station. He says stuff. That's what I thought about Thomas. Is his name Solwell? Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, yeah. He was, yes, exactly. Very interesting guy. And yeah, and he is. He would say, he say things like, the blacks are to blame for their own problems. You know, that's what Thomas Sowell would say. He would yeah. say he would say it all the time, and that's what Jason Whitlock says. It. Hey, you know, blacks, nobody to blame but yourself. Look in the mirror. That's what he says. Okay, so he's on the air talking about. And I'm listening to this. I can't remember what station he was on, uh, and he's talking about San Francisco, and he gives this history of San Francisco, and he says, you know why there's tons of gay men in San Francisco? Have you ever heard why? this before? No, I've never heard this before. He and he says this is a historical fact that remember. The, te- the what's the football team for the San Francisco? What's the team name? You know what the 49ers? team? 49ers. 49ers. Why are they called the 49ers? I have no idea. Because the there gold. 49 people? The gold rush. The average age? The gold rush what? of 1849. The gold rush of 1849. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. And the San West Francisco yeah. was like a huge part of the gold rush of 1849. Okay. He said back in the mid-1850s, because there were so many men that went to California to you know, make their fortune mining gold, that for a long time, the city of San Francisco was 90% men. And at one point in time, the, some of the uh, census showed that it could have been as much as 94 to 95% men. So in other words... There's okay. like for every for every woman, there's ten dudes, you know. So I call ta- I call that a target rich environment for the women, you yeah. know. For the women, yes. For the men, yes. not so much. So I think oh, you can wow. sort of you can sort of put two and two together that since there weren't enough women, the men started liking the men. Get what I'm saying? Oh, that's what he said. He said that's why, and I'm going like. Now, hold on a minute now. I'm, I'm going like, is this guy making this up? Is this guy pulling a BS show on me? You know what I mean? So I looked it up, and he's right. At one point in time, back in the 1850s, the mid-1800s, San Francisco was like, for every woman, there were like nine guys. And, and it was to the point where now, obviously, it changed as, as you know, uh, because, and, one, and now keep in mind also that most of the, most of the gold miners were like, you know, guys who like they, you know, back in the day, you know, isn't this interesting? Back in the day, you could quote unquote make a claim on a piece of ground 
And even if, you know, nobody owned it because it was owned by the federal government. Now, you know, now, you know, the government, eh, you know, because almost, you know, like the, we're in, we're in the Louis, you know, westward expansion. We're in the Louisiana Purchase. That's where we are, right? We're, you know, because, the, you know, the United States did not exist west of the Mississippi until the Louisiana Purchase in 1804, okay? So we are in that area. And to this day, if you look at, if you look at tracks, if you look at, you know, the state of Missouri out in the middle of nowhere, it's divided into 40 acre squares. Did you know this? No. And you could get yourself, you could claim yourself 40 acres. Matter of fact, and I think if I'm not mistaken. There was a snippet about that on uh, Gone with the Wind. Okay. And if I'm not mistaken, if I just type in this term, I'm going to put in 40 acres and a mule. I think this is what. Gone with the Wind. Yes. I believe that that was what the government, That's 40 what acres. they gave and the a, slaves when they exactly. were freed. 40 acres and a mule. 40 acres yep. and a mule was part of the special field orders number 15, a wartime order proclaimed by Union General William, William Tecumseh Sherman on January 6, 1865, during the American Civil War to allot land to some freed families and plots of land no larger yep. than 40 acres. So you got 40 acres and a mule. Uh, and and so in other words to this day there are still some of those 40 acre plots that are still out there now most of them have been combined into larger farms but if you get in an airplane and you fly what do you see you see squares you do because it's uh, the way things used to be you know that's the way they divided up the territory now not so much in the st louis area but because you know we were part of like the old town i mean you know once again St. Louis was here long before Kansas City was. I mean, Kansas City was nothing. Or St. Louis had, you know, all this stuff like 1904 World's Fair. There's all sorts of history in St. Louis that did not exist once you... I mean, like in Denver. There's not... Wasn't Missouri a border state? Yeah, we have a number of borders. We have Iowa border and Kansas border. <laughs> Are you going to punch me through the radio? <laughs> Just wait. No. We were... We were well... What you're referring to is in the Civil War, we were sort of a hybrid state. The north, yeah. northern section of Missouri was typically Union, and and the southern section was was Confederates. So that yes. you know, and not that's not it's not like we draw you know draw a line across the state like I seventy say okay everybody south of seventy is is a is like a Johnny they Reb do with the Green Bridge. <laughs> right. Everybody to, everybody to the south <laughs> this of this state is segregated right. so, by that Green so, Bridge. So do you believe? I mean, I, when he said this, I'm thinking to myself, that sort of makes sense. And the reason that that California and specifically San Francisco has had a high concentration of gay men goes back almost 200 years. You just figure we're 2022. This happened, in, you know, I mean, two, like let's say 170 years. Okay, 170 years. And now, what's interesting is you look at like in the city of St. Louis, you still have areas that are segregated by nationalities. You have the hill. You know what I mean? Which has been around for a long time. You have Dutch. You have Dogtown, which was you know sort of the, the I think the Dogtown people weren't they like Dutch or something like that? Or where, where were the Dogtown people from? And then you I don't know, but it was like Southwest. Well, then you've got it repopulated now with the Bosnians. You've got a whole area of the city that's got Bosnians. You got a whole area of the city that that uh, that. Didn't we used to have a little Chinatown, and we don't have it anymore? I don't, well, you know where that used to be? I can tell you where that used to be. That was on that was on Olive in U City. See, once again, wh- there was a time, and I people are going to. I want people go. I can't believe you said that on the radio, on Olive, east of 170, where they just tore everything down to put a Costco and a bunch of other stuff. On Olive, east of 170, between 
170 and north and south, that area was predominantly Jewish. Remember, your dad was, was your dad Jewish, your mom Jewish? My father was Jewish. Okay. That's the reason I am not Jewish. Okay. so Because my mother was not Jewish. Right. It, the, the Jewish thing takes after the mother, right? Is that what it is? Yes. If, if your mother would have been Jewish, you would have been Jewish automatically. But you could have become a Jew if you were going to classes and stuff like that, right? Yes. Okay. Okay, so that area along Olive, it's where I used to go to the New York Bagelry. There are all sorts of Jewish Jewish businesses along there. They all moved yep. out in West County. Everybody left. All the Jewish people left University City because you go back and you look at University City. That's not completely accurate. Well, a lot of them have moved out. There's not a lot of Jewish people there anymore because guess who came in? The Chinese and the Koreans. If you drive along Olive, if you go until they tore all the places down, there was a church that used to be some kind of a Christian church with some kind of a Korean church. If you go, and matter of fact, there's like a there's like a Chinese grocery store on Olive, not that far from North and South. You know where Eighty Second Street and Olive is? Does that ring no. a bell? Okay, from from like on if if uh, for sure from like Eighty Second Street in U City to the east. A lot of Korean businesses there. And once again, it used to be all Jewish because there was New York Bagelry, quite a few Jewish restaurants along there. And they're all Chinese yeah. restaurants and Korean restaurants. Pumpernickels. Yeah. Just look at St. Peter's. Pumpernickels. St. Oh Peter's, Peter's used to have Eskimos. Did you know that? Best corned beef ever. Did you know St. Peter's used to be all Eskimos? Mm, <laughs> I, I, I'm not going to even comment on that i don't think well al gore knows about that because if you read his book saint peter's used to be all eskimos then global warming hit and they couldn't stand the heat so they moved out so they got out of the kitchen Is that what you're <laughs> they left saint peter's because it's too hot oh it's too hot here we're eskimos we can't live in saint peter's it used to be in saint peter's in the winter used to get 40 below zero all the time in the summer the highest temperature in saint peter's was 65 St. Peter's, Missouri? Yeah, 65. And then global warming came along. Matter of fact, go, go read. You're, you're so full of crap. Stop go, it. Go read, go read Al Gore's book. Go watch his movie. He talks about St. Peter's. He does not. He does. Eskimos, Whatever, Brad. Eskimos used to live in St. Peter's. Yeah. Matter of fact. Matter you fact, know, it's 746. Don't the, blow this break. The Iditarod used to be held in O'Fallon. An Iditarod? <laughs> Goodbye, Brad. It's seven forty-six. I can't believe what you just said. It's seven forty-six. Dude, wait. Just wait. You know, the first time I heard that song, I thought to myself, "That is a hit." You ever hear songs you heard it first time and go, "Oh my God, what a great song!" Yes, I do. I remember Disco Duck. First time I heard that song, oh man, that's a hit. It was like <laughs> your spirit song. <laughs> okay, here's a story out of New York City. New York City. This is like a stupid criminal story, okay? There is a woman who was suspected of being a serial burglar who was breaking into people's homes and stealing Christmas presents, okay? Nice person. She's breaking into people's homes. So the police got a tip as to who she was. So they start following her. And at 2.45 in the morning... She breaks into an apartment in New York City. She breaks into a townhome around 2.45. Police follow her. They walk in, catch her red-handed, red stealing stuff. Guess whose apartment she was in? Whose? Robert De Niro. 
<laughs> Once again, the guy who was like played all the tough guys, you know, he was in what was he? He was in what heat and he's he was been in everything. He's he been was in, bad. He was he was, the godfather. Right. He was always a bad dude. The guy you don't want to mess with because you'll end up wearing concrete overshoes. You'll you'll be buried in the desert or something. Like, wasn't he in casino? Wasn't he the guy in casino? Yes. All right, okay, so she breaks into and she doesn't know it. She breaks into Roger De Niro's townhome. Now, the bizarre part Robert. of it is he's upstairs asleep this is in manhattan and she's upstairs asleep and and she's in the living room attempting according to the the police report attempting to remove personal property arrested her on the spot De Niro, who had been upstairs, came down to the living room as a woman was being arrested. <laughs> Imagine this. You're upstairs asleep. 2.45 in the morning. You hear all sorts of commotion down in your in your you know, your floor below you. You go, well, what's going on? You go down the steps, and here's the police putting the cuffs on some woman. They said the incident happened at townhome East 65. The basement door that the woman used to enter the townhome had sounds of forced entry. So she broke into, <laughs> into De Niro's townhome. Can you believe that? Yes. Is that bizarre or what? And once again, crime knows no no level of and 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 she's stealing Christmas presents. Is that lower than low or what? I mean it's just like I think I told you this goofy story. My my one terrible grandmother used to be in I'm gonna say this and people are gonna go, What's he talking about? She was in Eastern Star, okay? Remember you remember Eastern Star was? I know Eastern Star, yes. Okay, and she, and my mother was in Job's Daughters. Okay, yep. and my mother was actually in my mother was actually in Daughters of the American Revolution because yes, we traced back my mother's heritage, like my great 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 grandfather fought in the Civil War for the Union. Okay, so my great 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 grandfather was someplace in Munich, but on my father's side. Okay, so my mother, my grandmother used to drag me to her stupid lunches with all these old ladies. At the time, they were like, you know, 65. Now I'm 87, so I can't say they're old ladies. Okay? She used to drag, and she used to drag me to the Muni with all her girlfriends. I don't know why. I was the only, I was like a kid. I was like 9, 10, She's 11 years old. She's trying to show old. you culture. Oh, it didn't work. <laughs> it did. It passed me by. Okay? So there was a woman that, and like when they had lunch, they would have like, you know, 10, 12 women, you know. There was a woman, and I saw it. I mean, as a kid, I thought to myself, I don't think that's right. There was a woman who, when everybody would leave the table and they would leave their tips for the waitress, this woman would go around and pick up all the tips. She would go back to the table and pick up the tips and pocket the tips. And if one of the other women confronted her, she would say, that woman didn't deserve that amount of money. She did. She was, you were, you were tipping way too high. So she'd take all the tips. I mean, is that low class or what? I mean, you work for tips. So did I. I mean, that would be like somebody say, hey, give me your paycheck. No, it's my paycheck. No, it's mine. It, you know, you didn't work that hard. Give me that paycheck. You're busting your butt, you know, busting, you know, working tables and stuff like that. You worked it. You know, uh, here's here's Shelly when she worked at Poe Folks. Say something. Say something just normal. Okay. What do you want me to say? Okay. Now say it as Poe Folks. Okay. What do you want me to say? You sounded more British that time. <laughs> No, I didn't. didn't. I did not sound British. I'm telling you, I did not sound British. And if you would have come into Poe, folks, you would have gotten the chicken hungry, which is a half a chicken. And one time I had uh, a customer come in. Actually, there were two people at the table. And he wanted two chicken hungries. He wanted a whole chicken. 
And I'll be darned if he, then he came to me and he said, don't tell anybody that I, I ordered two chickens. And I said, it's too late. The whole restaurant knows that you ordered two chicken hungries. So you're doing your, that's your pole folk voice. Yes. The sp- <laughs> Uh, the smartest woman in the world says two things. I think you're the only dude not playing Christmas music. I I played Christmas music. Also, she said, Job's Daughters is a premier organization for young women that teaches the values of leadership, public speaking, charity, respect for parents and elders, and teamwork. I think my mom failed that. Oh, never mind. Hey, <laughs> you need to take that back, buddy. My mom was a character. You would have liked my mom. I would have liked your mother. My mom was a women's liber before women's liber were women's libers. I grew up with this strong woman who, if I don't care what what happened, if we went someplace and got meal, got went to a store, got bad service, you know what the reason for that was? No. Some dumb man's in charge. Because men were the inferior, and we still are, we're the inferior sex. Boy, you know, she would have a tough time right now because she wouldn't be able to do that anymore because there's 46 different sexes and... 3,655 different genders now. I mean, how? And there are plenty of women's organizations. <laughs> are the Job's daughters still around? I, I don't know the answer to that question. Hmm. Well, well, we're done. We are. You made it through the morning. I did. Just for you, Brad. <laughs> yeah, that's what she said. Um, <laughs> hold on a minute. You still need to tell me what I said. <laughs> You'll hear it. <laughs> You better stop it. <laughs> I don't even know what it means. You can't. That doesn't count. <laughs> I'm serious. So you're essentially you're saying to me, what? That's what you're saying? No, I'm saying you don't want to know what I'm saying. Oh, look, 759. Everybody have a great day. They say it's going to be cold. It's not going to be cold. It's not going to snow. That's what they all say. It's probably going to be 70 degrees. Anyway, have a great day. Peace and I fly. You're a non-believer. Why should we waste time on Kabuki? What? If I were a pony, you're a seven-year-old child. You would be there to feed me and then brush me down. Seven-year-old boy, yeah. Have a a good day, Shelly. We'll talk to you tomorrow. And tomorrow we get to talk to Jack Frost. He's going to be so happy because it's going to be zero tomorrow. Yeah, he's going to be thrilled. It's 7.59. He's going to be chilled. Yeah, it's 7.59. Westplex 107.1. Have you heard about Salt River Automotive? Not only are we open for business and ready to serve you, we are sponsors of the BS in the Morning Show on Westplex 107.1. Check us out on Facebook at Salt River Automotive, LLC. See you soon.